everybody, and welcome to the Hookup on Music podcast. My name is Tony, and we have made it to episode 38. We are, uh, well, someone said the other day that we are a newer podcast. I don't think that you could quite be newer at anything at episode 38. But that being said, we have made it, and we are here to have a blast. Got lots and lots and lots and lots of fun stuff lined up, and we want you to have fun. If you've had a long day at work or possibly maybe a, just a long day in general, it's always good to listen or talk about some music. That's why we're here. We're always here to talk about music, the music that you like, um, the music that we, um, you know, we know through time and history is pretty important. And all of the above of awesomeness that we hope to provide you tonight um, thank you again for joining me. I can always, always, always keep repeating the thanks that I truly feel because honestly, it's been a long day at work and this is something that I am super, super, super excited to be here on this amazing Wednesday to present with you some awesome, awesome stuff. So let's not waste any time and let's jump right in. What do we got this week? Well, we got Wilco. We have been going through the Unca Tupelo um, two weeks ago, we did a Sun Volt last week, and let's touch a little bit on Wilco, who just released their, um, <clears throat> We uh, well, let me just put it to you this way, they just released their brand new album um, on September 29th called Cousin. Really, really, really good stuff. Um, sat down and listened to it as a whole on Friday, and honestly, blown away. It was a nice, relaxing listen. There were some good rockers. There were some mind-expanding tracks, I think. It was an overall, I think, a really, really good album. Um, starting off with Infinite Surprise was definitely an awesome surprise. Um, a lot of different soundscapes are going through this album in the background. Okay. Um, you, you, you've heard Evicted already. We've, we've played that on the show here. And we've talked about it. But to me... The second half of the album is really, 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 again, um, more sonic awesomeness. I, I like to start with not track seven, Cousin, I just think is a, is a really, 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 really good one. Um, I always like just the the quick um, acoustics that, that Wilco provide in their songs and also just the overall different um that they have become from the very beginning of their sound okay um cousin is 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 a is a great album it's their 13th studio album but uh you're saying to you any band that has 13 studio albums um they have probably grown and they've probably changed you know since 1995's am which is just an amazing amazing record with lots and lots of good good stuff on there like box full of letters i definitely um will suggest going back to that first album but you're going to hear a, a more of a a little bit of where uncle tupelo was where uh now we're cousin you know we have we have went through many 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 awesome wilco albums of of, of sonic um what i would say coolness you know 2002's yankee hotel uh foxtrot was definitely one by wilco that got a lot of spins from me um a lot of awesome tracks on there um heavy metal drummer is one that uh never is not in my head because that's just such a good song with catchy lyrics um I, which was what wilco provides wilco provides a lot of fun um even on their 2022 release 
um, Cruel Country. I like that one a lot because, again, it was hearkening back to uh, before the soundscapes, but also that mature Wilco sound, which is really, 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 really what I think a lot of people, you know, tune into for Wilco. Um, you know, overall, you, you're, you're looking for an album that really um, is building. This is the first time, too, okay, since um, over a decade that Wilco worked with an outside producer, Kate Laban, okay, produced this album. And uh, what they did a little bit different from uh, the last few albums is they decided to record all the instrumentation separate, which is honestly um, something that when you're listening to it, you, you could you could feel that. But it's not a bad thing here. It's a good thing um, because when you're putting on that studio album and you're putting on the, the, those headphones, look at that album cover too. If, you have, if you're just listening, the album cover is just, just like a sonic uh, landscaping in itself. Um, Wilco's just always delivering what I would deem to be um, quality albums, you know, from the beginning. Um, you know, I think out of all of the Uncle Tupelo's and the Sunvolts and, 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 and the, you know, the, 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 the whole saga, I really have to put my, my hat in the corner of Wilco um, because stuff like Cousins is, is, is really 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 good um you know um it kind of a lot of people are comparing the album to a little bit of some of the sonic um landscapes that were in yankee hotel foxtrot which is kind of like was a catapult for the band to uh to that next level but uh, if you get a chance please um go out there and check out cousin it is definitely definitely worth um your time honestly um always worth your time checking out cool cool stuff um, you know, in, in, in doing, looking up cool stuff and listening to cool things, um, you want to get out there to the shows, see some good stuff. And there was no show better than the recent, recent, um, September 30th performance by Peter Gabriel at the United Center. Um, uh, Mr. Peter Gabriel was out there, uh, center stage and he was rocking to full effect. Okay. You're saying to yourself, this man put on a 22-song set. Um, pretty pretty big for a, pretty, um, for a man who you're saying to yourself, um, you know, this guy's been doing it since the 70s, since with Genesis. I mean, a lot of his contemporaries, even in Genesis, like Phil Collins, can't put on the productions anymore like Peter Gabriel is doing. Um Peter Gabriel, um, what I would like to really shout out on this tour is Peter Gabriel's playing with a lot of the same musicians that he played with um, in that 19 um, mid 80s, 1985 mid 80s, so period. You know, Manu Kachi um, on drums, okay, is is really, 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 really awesome. And David Rhodes is, is a great guitar player. Um, you would never going to find me not talking about uh, Tony Levin's awesomeness. Tony Levin is a, is a, just an amazing, amazing um, musician. And for, for Peter to, to just be putting this out there for a, a long, long, long time periods is, 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 is amazing. Okay. Um, he put the band together and started working on So in 85, but it didn't come out till 86. But to say to yourself that these bands have been touring together, um, as a whole for a long time, Peter puts on a great show and he did not disappoint. Um, you know, if you're looking to hear 
a little bit more of some some older tracks, he mixed that in there. Okay, of course he played played Sledgehammer. Oh, he played Digging in the Dirt. Love that, love that song. <clears throat> played Red Rain, Big Time, Salisbury Hill, In Your Eyes, Biko, uh, but also mixing in um, quite a lot of the newer tracks off the new album. Which, if you get a chance, um, go ahead and and check out some of that. Like Road to Joy is a new song that I've heard recently. It's really, really good. Really, really kind of gives off those those classic, classic um, Peter Gabriel vibes. But uh, really cool to see that he's still touring. Okay, we got to um, always love a good, a good, just a good tour, you know. And speaking of a good tour, Run the Jewels was just in town, and you're saying Run the Jewels when they're in town, you really want to check them out because they do a really, really good performance. And they were just in town playing for four days, playing all four of their first albums, Run the Jewels 1, 2, 3, and 4, which was really, 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 really cool to have four dates at the Salt Shed in Chicago and be able to, um, you know, play those, those, those that, that type of set. Just really, really good stuff. Cops in the ghetto, they move like a Gestapo. Drunk off the pound, they breathe, they out the hospital. My little homie, pound shit. That is um, from the night one, which is awesome. You know, Run the Jewels night one was, was a great, great night. And that was just a little bit of what that was uh, like if you happen to uh, be in the crowd. And at that show, a little bit of uh, live footage from that. Um, but again, busting out these albums and then after that treating the fans to pretty much a greatest hit set so um playing you know again 22 songs okay bands who are going out there and working their butts off to put on these huge performances i think are just amazing okay um if you get an opportunity please sit down and listen to these run the jewels albums they're definitely worth your time uh, run the jewels one two three and four um, big fan of Run the Jewels 3. Um, got to see them on that tour. They actually opened up for Queens of the Stone Age at the Aragon Ballroom. was a really, really good time. Um, but they're just a good all-around act who, who put on, I think, just 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 good good music. You know, LP and Killer Mike are 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 are, are really, really, really kind of trying to keep, you know, that that hip hop vibe alive. And I think they're doing it in a really, really great way. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy. You know, Killer Mike first appeared on record on Stankonia by Outcast, which is pretty cool. I did not realize that until doing these, um, the, the show, um, researching for it. But again, you know, if you're in the, in the area and you're able to check out Run the Jewels, they just put on all around really, really good show. Really, really, really good stuff. And again, want to uh, just throw it out there that um, even if you're not into hip hop a lot, it's really, really good and really worth. Um, it gets in your ear, your um, your ear hole if you're putting on those headphones. But uh, Run the Jewels is definitely. Um, a performance we're seeing and it was cool that they like i stated did those first four shows um really glad that my buddy um the scouts viking was able to go and send that footage so that we can see a little bit um what uh the performance is like and honestly great great performance 
they honestly last album came out uh um 2020 so you're saying to yourself these guys probably are working on new stuff and when they come back to town definitely definitely get out there and check them out um you know and speaking of checking out I'm always curious to people's opinions on this. And this is kind of why I wanted to throw this right in the middle. And that's major artist backing bands. Okay. And what I mean is that, do you feel, and this is just an open-ended question because I can't really answer it, is, um, you know, like the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty's backing band. I would have to say that they were equally as awesome as Tom Petty. In a lot of these cases, the backing band, is pretty, pretty, pretty darn cool. And a lot of times they don't get maybe the um, <clears throat> the front um, headline praise like the main artist that uh, they are representing. So like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. You know, Double Trouble, um, yeah, do they, uh, do they uh, solo like Steve Ray Vaughan? No, but to be able to stand on that stage and play with that man every single night, um, and him to want you to play on the stage every single night, I think is just what I would deem is to be a really, really, really cool <clears throat> experience in a lot of different ways, you know, and, and by cool experiences, you're just saying <clears throat> a lot of these bands, you're, you're just trying to, you know, maybe keep the flow, but like the E street band, look at all the great players in that from Roy Baton all the way, you know, to, you know, drummer Max Weinberg. You know, you're saying to yourself, just just, just great all-around players. I know a lot of people talk negatively about the Dave Matthews band, but if you just go ahead and put your hand over Dave Matthews and you look at the other players in the band and you kind of like mute Dave's voice, if that's not your thing, those players are, are some of the best, you know, in the game. Um, Carter Buford on drums, amazing. Um, nothing that I've ever seen cooler than when Carter Buford came out and they played Soldier Field the year that Walter Payton passed away. And he had on the Walter Payton jersey and stood up. And when he stood up, Soldier Field, which was sold out, went crazy. Um, they went crazier for him, it seemed, than the actual leader of the band. Um, but overall, you're just wanting to, you know, be cool and and be there but you're also bringing a lot to the table you know what i'm saying um you know the whalers were loaded with great musicians you know we've spoke about those brothers okay the um you know the uh you you, you just the brothers that that were the rhythm section in the band you really what you're wanting to do is always be always um Barrett is the, uh, the the Barrett brothers is who I was thinking of. But m my point is, is that being a backing band usually comes with a lot more than just standing around and just taking up space or just kind of standing around and, and trying to, to look cool. You, you have to bring it. You really have to bring it. And I think in all the cases that I brought up, you know, these, these artists, you know, they brought it for the person who was on, on the stage with them. Okay. Um, for the time, you know, everyone knows, you know, oats, look at oats, Hall and oats, they're equals. The retractions would be a better one probably because Elvis Costello, but the attractions, um, just an awesome, 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 um, Pete Thomas, Steve Niev, Brutes Thomas, great, great, great backing band. Um, just always wanted to shout out that I think a backing band is important 
to put up on a pedestal um, for multiple, multiple reasons. But, uh, you know, that is exactly what brings us to another man that we always, always should always talk about. And that is Mr. Tupac Shakur. Amazing song right there. Hit him up. Um, what, what is, what is kind of sad and it's also a relief is that his, just this week, um, it was released that his murderer was caught finally after all of these years, um, they arrested a suspect, Dwayne Keffy D Davis in Shakur's murder. Of course, um, he hasn't been, you know, fully, he has to go to court and be charged, but just to have an arrest in this case. You know, it's brought up a lot of feelings in, in Tupac and really kind of what he kind of meant to what he was doing, you know, in, in the time that he was around. Okay. You're saying to yourself, okay, Tupac, okay, he passed away at the age of 25 years old. Okay. At the age of 25 years old, um, just, just really, 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 really just an all around bringing in just, 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 just. Just, just bringing it. I mean, what else is there really to say? Okay, I mean, he only had really four albums. Okay, um, four albums that he kind of released during his lifetime. Okay, and all four are loaded with great, great, great tracks. Okay, um, as you heard there, um, that that song is great. Hit him up. That beginning opening, which unfortunately I won't say right now because I want to keep it positive. I got to keep the show positive. Um, but that's why I, you blah, 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 really, really stuck in my head when I heard that the first time. And, and unfortunately, probably I look back and wish I hadn't, but a lot of jokes were used with that intro, but, you know, going back and thinking about doing this and doing this, this part, you know, thinking of songs like, I'm just laughing to say it out loud. Brenda's got a baby's and a great, 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 great song. Um, keep your head up is a great, 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 great song. Um, honestly, so many tears is probably one of my favorite just hooks all around. Um, but when you step back and you look at all that he was in and, and involved with, with the albums and with the music, you, you're saying to yourself, this guy, you know, at the age of 25, he released and recorded quite a lot of good, 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 good stuff. It's awesome that, uh, well, forever that we will have this type of um, stuff to to remember. But it, it's sad that it ended so quickly. It's sad that it's taken this long to arrest who possibly could be the man who hurt, you know, uh, hurt, killed Tupac. So it's really, really, really kind of bringing up a lot of different emotions. Because I remember actually being in eighth grade when um, Tupac died and, you know, also right around the same time, which I'm sure they'll catch his killer and we'll do, we'll, we'll talk about Biggie, same exact thing with him, which we've talked about, but also along with having this awesome, awesome, awesome music career, this, this gentleman had what I would deem to be just an amazing film career. Okay. Um, if just juice in general could have been the only movie he made. And I would have said, wow. But uh, some of these other movies that you're seeing up on the screen, or if you're listening, movies like Above the Rim, Gridlock, Poetic Justice, really, 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 really like those movies. Um, also, you know, 
I'm going to throw it out there, really, really like just just him as an actor. I'm going to throw out and say that he possibly could have got some really, really good, good, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, he could have got some good roles to possibly be nominated. I'm going to throw that out there too. And I'm also going to say that a uh, really ridiculous role for Mr. Uh, Jim Belushi, um, uh, Blues Brothers' brother, but uh, teaming up with Tupac, but gang-related is definitely worth the watch just just a lot of fun but go back and check out those tupac records you know um tell us what you think what your favorite tupac song is um always always awesome you know talking some some tupac but uh now what we're gonna do here is uh well we have all heard of the mosh pit you know circle mosh pit different this mosh pit that mosh pit generally a mosh pit from what i thought was a mosh pit but I've been filled in that there's a new kind of mosh pit. Here is the footage of this new mosh pit. If if you happen to keep, uh, if you just happen to see what we were we were just watching right there, and um, unfortunately, I don't really understand what we were watching quite yet. But uh, what it was was some kind of rowing action that I think the uh, new younger audiences bringing to the table which just seems odd everyone's sitting on a dirty floor where shoes were running and um running around and, and stomping and who knows if they stepped in something that the dog had at home but uh overall just kind of an odd odd practice and one that i thought that i would share with you tonight because well who doesn't like sharing some ridiculousness that they find out, especially in the music community? And I thought that was a really, really, really um, good ridiculousness and always causing havoc along the way and kind of awesome in his own way. And that's Mr. Keith Moon. Um, I could talk about Keith Moon for hours and hours and hours. So we're going to like what I like to do with a lot of our stories is they're kind of like running stories. We may pick back up in a couple weeks. We may have a guest on and continue some of these conversations. But I always just got to throw some of these points out there because, well, they're worth throwing out there. Um, Keith Moon is is just, he's a, he's a different, 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 different drummer. And if you don't know what that even means, then you haven't really listened to yet. Sat down and listened to um, quite any Who album. And today is the Mark's Day anniversary of the Who by Numbers. Okay. A number where I deem that uh, Keith Moon, pretty much, it might be one of his his last golden eras on album. Okay, um, Slip Kid is a really, really amazing, amazing track to get started off of that album. But if you go even to like Success Story, um, Squeeze Box, always, always, always awesome. However much I booze, which is generally um, really interesting because Keith Moon was boozing quite a lot at this period, but. Uh, thunder 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 behind the kit i'm really really bringing it on the who by numbers i enjoy the who by numbers quite a lot um really like success story john Entwistle singing like the lyrics there but uh very very interesting the recording of some of this because um keith moon was a man who um um just 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 all over the place okay so when they're recording this he's when they get into the studio he hadn't played drums for months so he wasn't a man who practiced in his free time let me put you that way he was a man of natural talent and generally um well that's what was showcased while he was playing 
and he was, you know, doing the things in which he did, which was a course, of course, just, just ultimate craziness. Okay. Um, imagining some of the stories I've heard, uh, night on the town with Keith moon, um, was crazy. Um, Joe Walsh was really, really good friends with Keith Moon. Joe Walsh was really, really good friends with John Belushi, Jim's brother, who I mentioned a little while ago. And as Joe Walsh stated, he's lucky to be alive after being friends with so many, so many, so many, so many, um, just people who like to go out and have a really, really, really good time. And that's kind of where Keith Moon is, but his talents behind the drums, um, on who by numbers definitely, um, needed to to be to be said okay so when i was seeing that it was the who by numbers i had to throw out my man keith moon um but i don't think i've ever shared this but the bargain by the who um really 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 keith's drums on who's next are just to me some of the best drum recording that i've possibly ever heard in my whole entire existence so if you've possibly been under somewhere and have never listened to who's next please please check that album out and, and get back to me at what you think but never never goes too much to say that we can never never talk about mr keith moon enough and talking about mr keith moon um we are we are always always into talking about awesome musicians that brought it so um you know, go listen to Quadrophenia, listen to that Who By Numbers album. If you want to go even and listen to the album after Who By Numbers, Who's Next, there is awesomeness of Keith Moon on there. You know, it needs to be shared. Please listen. Um, but uh, that being said, we are coming to one of my favorite part of the last couple of weeks, and we are in the month of October. So what kind of scary music do we got pulled up for you? This one just kind of clicked this week because I can't even believe that I hadn't talked about this one yet. And this is one of my favorites. Let's just get started and say Bark at the Moon is amazing. I'm just not, I'm, Bark at the Moon is amazing. i am always loved Ozzy Osbourne's coloring on the album of his at that point time period. Um, Unfortunately, it's the album after Randy Rhodes passes away, so you do lose a little bit of that awesomeness of Randy Rhodes. But still, um, you know, Jakey e. Lee, I think, produced a really, really, really awesome, awesome sound for the album. Um, the album isn't as great as some of the other ones, but just that track, Bark at the Moon, um, to me, is really, really, really awesome. Um, what I would think is to be one of his his coolest tracks okay um it did only peak at number 12 on the the album rock tracks but um receives a lot of critical praise from the fans which is who i am and i praise it um what i would say that is that it, it, it the video if you get an opportunity to check out the video really really cool of ozzy dressed in full werewolf uh regular gay um really awesome you know gear he's got on real cool uh the werewolf hair um awesome 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 um what i would deem just a really good all-around performance by him um it's been in like grand theft auto city um i remember um a couple of years ago he did this festival it was uh where they do those i think it's the solar equinox and uh he as soon as the sun went dark he uh, lined it up to play Bark at the Moon, which I thought was really, really awesome. But 
it is never, 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 never too late to uh, listen to a little bit of Bark at the Moon for Halloween. It better be on your Halloween playlist. It has to be because it's a great track. Um, also, The Cramps, a great, 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 great band that I've just recently been digging, digging, digging deeper, deeper into. They're considered the um, uh, psychobilly subgenre, um, putting like punk rock and rockabilly together. But uh, Lux Interior and Poison Ivy, uh, Nick Knox, just a great, 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 great all-around band. And um, digging into some of those first couple albums, um, awesome. Songs the Lord Taught Us, really, 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 really good. I was a teenage werewolf. It's giving off a lot of really, really cool, like, Misfits-type vibes. Um, really like the next album, Two Psychedelic Jungle, Green Fuzz, Goo Goo Muck. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Great for your Halloween get-togethers um, is the cramps. Um, but I, I some of these, again, I'm, I'm just sometimes when we, we cross these bridges, like in the last year of crossing the cramps, seriously, I'm thinking to myself, where have I been? You know, if I've been under a rock, where could I have possibly not been to hear this amazingness? But I'm glad I'm hearing it now, and I'm glad I was able to share it with you, which is what we always love to do, share with you awesome, awesome stuff. And, well, we've reached the end of the road. So I want to tell you, everybody, I can't say this enough. Thank you so much for joining, not just me, but everybody who's a part of the Hookup on Music podcast and everybody who's a part of all the awesomeness going down, as always, on the uh Sadistic Penguin Studios YouTube channel. Um, please, 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 if you get an opportunity, um, uh, hit the like and subscribe button. It would really, 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 we would really appreciate it because, well, we, who doesn't appreciate a little bit of um, doing cool things and awesome things and positive things to keep spreading the, the word of, of awesome music and share with me, please. Please reach out if you'd like to come on the show or you have um, any any interest in some of the topics we talked about tonight. That is what it is about. Um, check out that new Wilco album, okay? Go back and listen to Tupac. Listen to the Run the Jewels. Go out and see live shows, people. There's so much awesomeness to do. Go to the record store just to hang out like the old days. Um, we're going to keep our connection moving. And that's exactly what we're going to do throughout the month of October with a lot of awesomeness and a lot of coolness. And honestly, until that time, I want to say thank you again. My name is Tony and we will see you all next week for more awesome hookup on music podcast coolness. Take care, everybody. Good night.